With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For Furphy, at Little Creatures Village, Geelong, this is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the warm-up for another week. Well, it's a fa- it's fair to say it's been a massive week in sports. So much going on at the moment. We're going to try and get through as much as possible. Archie Thompson is going to join us a little bit later on to talk about Matilda's first game on Thursday night, a 1-0 win over the Republic of Ireland. There is golf. There is footy. There is cricket. There is Tour de France. There are everything going on at the moment. As I welcome in Cam Mooney Moons, it's hard to uh, have enough TVs or flick the remote around at the moment. Greatest month of the year, this one. Although, let's be honest, when it comes to uh, world sport, we've had everything. We've got. Uh, we're going to go through a bit of a list a little bit later on. But you're right, everything's on at the moment. I love yeah. July. So Thursday night we had the Matildas kick off eight o'clock. The cricket starts at eight. We've got the golf on at the same time. This is all happening at the same time. Um, there's other sports around the world. If you're rugby league was also on that similar night. Just had Wimbledon. We've Wimbledon has just finished. So, what, what were you turning on at eight o'clock? What were you watching first up at uh, eight o'clock? No, straight up, I was watching uh, Matildas. Yep. I wanted to. Obviously, I was a bit shattered. Kerr wasn't playing. I think we all were, and it yeah, kind of big time. Lost a little bit of zest on me on that one, but um, I started watching it with my girls, my, my daughters. So uh, we had a good look then. I was flicking obviously over to the cricket a little bit, but we're getting. Smacked around a little bit by Croy. Yeah. So, uh, no, it was it was a fantastic result. Great start for the girls. And just a great start for the World Cup, let's be honest. 80,000 people. Yeah. Just we'll, uh, we'll chat fantastic. to Archie Thompson, who was at the game on Thursday night, to, uh, I guess, get a feel around the atmosphere and the, and the tournaments kicking off. But also, more importantly for Australia's point of view, Sam Kerr, because... It is an injury, and the games come thick and fast, so we might not see her in the group stage at all. I, I was watching the game, and the one thing that jumped out at me, there was an Irish girl, and she might have the greatest surname. I know exactly who you're talking about. John Little? Little John. Little John, sorry, Little John. yes. Yeah, How just, outstanding is it? I just It just reminded me, I don't know where it fits, but I just thought of Robin Hood. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's just like... As soon yeah. as I heard, I was like, oh my God, greatest name ever. Yeah, she's done... Uh, they've done well, the Aussies, to get away with the victory. As I said, we'll touch uh, more on that with Archie Thompson a little bit later on. Hey, some big news as well. I mean, a lot of sport to get through. Um, big news this week. You think I'm going to talk about the Com Games? No, it's Stewie Dew at the cricket. Wearing that hoodie, it didn't flatter him. I just don't think he's the uh, a part of the reason. Look, I can't believe Gil McLaughlin came out and said that they've made a decision, a grown-up decision, to move on from Stuart Jew. That's that's a that's a big call. He's whacking a few on the way out, old Gil. But Stewie didn't look good in that hoodie. Sometimes you just can't carry it off. No, exactly. But how good is that? He's just going. You know Unreal. what? I'm sacked. I'm getting out of here. I'm going straight over to uh, go and watch the Ashes and. So it's been a bit of a who's who over in the Ashes. We've yeah. seen Joel Selwood over there and anyone that's half a name, they're just getting around the team and swanning half in and their out. luck. A lot of the AFL community has sort of been swanning in and yeah. out for a week or two here and there. So, uh, yeah, look, it's uh, it's tight at the moment in the cricket and uh, we'll see what happens over the weekend. But, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a tough few days, that is for well, sure. Well, if England go on to win this series, put it down to innings by Crawley. Yeah, amazing. That was just unbelievable. 
Unbelievable hey, innings. Com Games, do you care? I did because it was coming down here and I was going to take my, my girls. You know, my daughter's doing a little bit of running, so she was excited. I've got friends who are working in, in that well, industry. That's, that's the collateral that, that, damage. That's the big damage on that one. Um, but the games itself, let's be honest, the Com Games lost its zest a while ago. Big time. For, for me personally, yeah. the, the other people out there who probably think differently. Uh, and obviously the athletes themselves, that's another great opportunity for them to, yeah. you know, to get around. But as a spectator, it just lost its appeal, yeah. I thought. Yep. And it'd be interesting to see if no one picks this up, I mean, what happens? Do we just wait for another four years or is it completely done and dusted? Well, there's been a bit of chat around it, maybe going to the Gold Coast again, but I guess... Um, I had the, friends the on the Gold Coast at the time yeah. and they said it wasn't... It was a disaster. Yep. It wasn't great at all. There's a lot of people who lost a lot of money up there. They bought fruit, food trucks and all of these type of things. No one came. The The problem with the Commonwealth Games is from a from a tourism point of view, and I know the numbers come, and I know the people have been in the Gold Coast not that long ago. It's, it's like having it in the same place again where well, we're just here, so yeah. people aren't going to really come back. But it's also the Commonwealth Games. It's it's not a world no. tournament, so you don't have the Americans, you don't have the Chinese, you don't have a lot of Europe. Yeah, uh, so there's your tourism. You, you, you're losing so many, you're losing thousands of people coming to the event, yeah. thousands, and then then you're losing millions, billions of money. So the upside is not that great in terms of spending all that money. No. Now I don't know the figures and if they've been sort of over indexed and you know Dan Andrews has come out and said a certain thing. I don't know that what the big jump of inflation. It was. Was, it? It was. Two, I don't two think, to seven. I don't think he had to say he could have just said it was going to be a lot more. I don't think seven just started to get a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> and then, then the old yeah, I'm pretty sure it might go past seven. Like, yeah. Jesus it could be dang. anything. It could be anything. So that was interesting to sort of see um the, the question around how that sort of worked. But I'm certainly not going to miss it. I think from the Geelong and the regions, Ballarat and Bendigo, like it's disappointing. But even that is so spread out. Yeah. I mean, that's that was always going to make it even harder again for people to go, okay, I want to go see something in Ballarat. Then the next day I'm in Bendigo or the same day I want to go to Geelong. And when you spread something out, when it's just a two-week event, again, that's, that hurts it. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that were going to go against it. Hey, do you think the AFL this week did some guerrilla marketing? And... Why I say that is the wild card weekend has come up as a topic in the AFL. And for the first four or five days of this week, it actually dominated the airways in terms of talk back and papers yep. and TV coverage. All of a sudden, the Matildas, the golf, the cricket was put back a couple of rungs because all we wanted to talk about is if the wild card was going to come in. It, it was perfect, wasn't it? And, you know, it was almost something they needed to hold on to till the end of the season because this is what the NFL does so well. They, they make sure they're on the front page of the paper yep. more often than not. They're, 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 they're being talked about more often than not. So that's what the AFL have done so well. But I love the idea, and you and I, I think both, we, we love the yeah. idea. We love our American sports, and, and we love the wild card. We love all of those type of things. Um, baseball, I think, do it extremely well. We're now seeing basketball bring it in with the NBA. Yep. Uh, so I'm all for it. Now, there's been a lot of people saying, no, it's no good. You, know, you don't want ninth and 10th. But if you have a look at the ladder right now, Okay, we just say we stop it right now. Carlton and Giants are two teams that we think could just about be in the eight. Yeah. So people yep. are just saying, oh, we don't want ninth and tenth playing off. How that's stupid is that? They're ninth and tenth for a reason. But right now, the Giants are the are the better informed team two out of, of those best, four teams. Two of, Dogs, yeah. Essendon, yep. Giants, and Carlton right now. Yeah. And I think my concern was about where the breaks all fall, but I think that's sort of been eased out a little bit. So I think what the way you've got to look at it is don't look at it as a um, 
a top ten. Look at it as a top six. Mm. So you you make the finals by finishing the top six, Correct. and then the bottom, the next four, so seven through ten, are fighting out it's to be playoff. part of the playoff series. They're not. You finish tenth, you're not in the finals. You've got to still win to get yep. into the finals. And I think the wording, and I think that's been a bit of a catchphrase this week, the wording around it has to be important because, yes, I agree. It's um, it's a bit like the A-League, which I have a little bit to do with. They have a top six and there was 10 teams, now there's 12 teams. It's like, you know, how many teams can make the finals? Yeah. So I understand if, you go, if you've got 18 teams and 10 are making the finals or if you go out to 20 or 19 and 10 make the finals, that's a lot. It's too much. But if the wording is around it's a top six, you get your great – you get the week off, um, finishing one or two. You get the best advantage you possibly can in those positions. I think it's actually a good thing. The question will be around, and it's probably not an AFL or in, from our mm. position to make a call on, where will AFLW fit there? Because they've actually banked their weekend, kicking off their season on the weekend off before the finals. Yep. But I don't think – I think you just have to go ahead as your own competition and try and find the best position for yourself. Well, you've also got to understand it's two games which can be played – to say a Friday night and a Saturday night. So you've still got a plenty of room I agree. for the AFLW. Yep. So Have I don't the think AFLW gonna... kick off on a Thursday night, the season or whatever, and, and away you go. But look, I'm, I'm a huge baseball fan. I, I used to live with Joel Corey. He was a huge baseballer as well. And our biggest, our, our favourite month of the year was October because we'd actually get the playoffs for baseball. And the wild card game was just something that we loved. It was extraordinary. You get a massive one-off game. And then you might see one of those teams, and I don't think the AFL could do this, but you'd see one of those teams go through and do a run and go all the way to the World Series. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm big for it. Um, I think on the eve of the finals, having a playoff um, weekend is just, I think it's a no-brainer. Yep. I think it'll work well. I think the AFL have sort of put it on the agenda this week with the with the club's meeting in Werribee for the annual meeting. Plenty to come this morning on the warm-up. Archie Thompson's going to join us, the uh, Socceroos and Melbourne Victory legend, to talk about the Matildas first game from Thursday night and what Sam Kerr's going to do over the next couple of weeks with her injury. Moon's a six-pack not too far away as well, and we're going to take a look at this weekend's games. All thanks to Furfy at Little Creatures Village Geelong. Order up, grab a pizza or any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures Geelong. For just $25, visit littlecreatures.com.au. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moods. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is The Warmer with Warlow and Moods. Hope you're having a good Saturday morning. Still plenty to come on the warm-up. Archie Thompson not too far away. And we've got the marketplace buying and selling. And I'll get to the reason soon, Moons, why I'm selling Max Scorn this week. Oh, He's a very selfish man. Selling what? Well, I'll get to Max. it. Just Max is in me sights this week. Guys. <laughs> a good player, but I've got some concerns. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, I've got concerns for this. This is Moons' six-pack. Moons' six-pack. For little creatures, all creatures welcome. Just adding a bit of Blink-182 to yeah, the show. thank you very much. Um, fantastic. Moons are six-pack, all thanks to little creatures. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong, get down there over the weekend, grab yourself a Furphy and watch some good footy action. I'll get to the games in just a moment in terms of what Brisbane and Geelong are doing and what time slot that is. But it might be a good one to go down to Little Creatures and watch that particular game. All right, this week, Moons, we're looking at the top six sports to watch this July because we are – this is like a solar eclipse. We we don't get 
all of this in one go very often at so all. And every this four is years incredible. we get this. So this is pretty amazing what we get right now. Unbelievable. If you're... Um, it just takes me back to 05. Remember 05, that great Ashes series over there? Sitting up all night. The Tour de France was really good that year. I don't know yes. why I watched it that year so much, but I was so right I into it that it year. I that year. Yeah. I don't know why. I was, doing a, I was doing a lot of riding as I was um, you know, with, with footy. Yeah, so I, I really got into it. Yep. Now I'm not so much. I was house sharing with a couple of mates and we were just sitting up all hours of the night watching the, the mm. cricket and, and the and the tour, which is always good. I haven't got into the tour so much this year, but I think I'm just a bit bleary-eyed from all the other stuff I've been trying to follow as well. All right, let's get into our top six, thanks to Little Creatures. Top six sports to watch this July. Let's start off with six. What okay, so at the moment, so England obviously is the place to be if you, you're talking about a European sporting mecca. At the sporting mecca. Uh, but we're going to go with the tour. Uh, so we've got cycling, we've got tennis, we've got golf, we've got soccer, we've got footy at home, we've got cricket, we've got everything. So we're going to start with cycling. Uh, as you said, it was something that I used to really watch and love. I haven't watched it for a long time, but I do still know that a I lot of people I don't know the riders anymore. I no. think that's part of the reason. It, it always is. When and you don't know Aussies. a sport back-to-back, but you know a few names, you can always jump on it. Yep. And it's a bit like my next one, number five, Wimbledon. Yes. Now, I have always watched the tennis. Wimbledon has been one of my favourite tournaments. This year, I hardly watched a ball being hit. So just the players now, I just don't know the players anymore. Yeah. I haven't really just kept but up Alcaraz with it. or something won first Alcaraz, time. Yes, he was the, fantastic. The top four hasn't won forever. But um, yeah, like I've been saying, didn't see a ball mm. of Wimbledon. Uh, at number four, now it's just started over the last couple of days, but the Open. Um, now, it's, been, it's, been, it's probably one of, uh, we know the Masters is the number one. Yep. But uh, this would sit number two for me. I think it's a solid two. Yeah. I love it. I love the. Masters. I loved it ever since I was a kid because this is the one that Greg Norman won, and yep. uh, my old man was a big Greg Norman fan, so I used to watch it with him if I <laughs> yeah. could. If I could stay up later, I'd fall yep. asleep on the couch with the old man. So, yeah, the British Open. The problem was with the British like, Open is that, it, I, and I love it. I've got it right up there. I, the the commentary is very different in Europe than it is to America. It's quite soothing the commentary, yes. and you can easily fall asleep watching <laughs> it, which is the <laughs> issue. But I do love the British Open. So hopefully, uh, yeah, Smitty can uh, just catch up a little bit now. World Cup soccer at home here. Got to be watching this right now. The Matildas the other night were fantastic, great result. Um, but this is something that very rarely do you get at your doorstep. A World Cup. Now, it's fantastic. So this is number three for me at the moment, watching this one. And you're probably not getting up in the middle of the night to watch it. That's what well, makes it great. To, so that's great. It's, you know, it's a great time. And, and it's really, it really runs into... So if you watch a World Cup, so on Thursday night, you could watch the girls play and then you could just flip it over and just keep watching the Ashes. Yep. Flip it over and watch the two. Although... You know my bugbear about the Ashes, 40 minutes lunch yeah, after two hours of play. Then, so the, so the soccer the... finishes and then you've got to <laughs> sit got through lunch. 40 minutes of lunch. Mark Taylor speaking for 40 minutes. Um, obviously, I love tubs. You know, the game that we all love here in, in Melbourne and the game that I've grown up with my whole life. So AFL, still number two. It's still, still, still getting me up every, every weekend. I'm dying to watch what's going on. So I cannot wait to get into these games that we're about to get into. Well, apart from last Sunday, everything's been pretty yes. good. Geelong and Brisbane coming up tonight or this afternoon, which is going to be outstanding. And, of course, number one right now is the Ashes. And I've absolutely loved it. Every four years it comes around over there, I am hooked. I love it when it's here. But over there, it's just got a completely different feel over there. 100% it does. When are you going? Uh, When can you buy me a ticket? Well, I've I've just got to think next time around. Nathan Lyon thinks he can go around again, so maybe... 
I might get over there and well, see. Well, hopefully the warm up can hopefully the warm up can pay for us to get over. That'd there. be great. That would there. be good. There you go. That's my top six. six back. The Ashes, hard to beat. Really, there's so much good sport at the moment. But the Ashes just continues to deliver. Uh, the Aussies have got a bit of work to do over the next few days. Uh, Moons, let's take a look at the weekend preview, all thanks to Little Creatures. Um, some big games this weekend in the AFL, which are really going to shape the eight, because I guess... You're talking about the game I'm doing this afternoon, Carl- I, Carlton and West Coast? Well, Cannot wait. Well, Belter. It's a, it's a terrible game, but it will shape the eight. It will. Um, and we'll get to that in just a moment, because I think uh, Carlton fans will be up and about after what was six weeks ago. Um, looking forward to oh, uh, they were, pre-season. They were imploding. Yeah. Six weeks so ago, and now Vossi's the best coach ever. Yeah, he's uh, they're gonna, <laughs> if he gets, he'd probably get an extension at this stage, uh, Vossi. Let's take a look at uh, the games this weekend. Let's start this afternoon. Uh, this is a bit of a whatever game, too, although the Tigers are still in the mix. They take on Hawthorne. Can the Tigers still make the eight? Uh, are they good enough to even be there? Look, they, look they, they can make the eight if a lot of teams around them keep falling over. I mean, that's probably what's happened over the last few weeks. St. Kilda, Bulldogs, Essendon, these teams have just been falling over a little bit. Then you're seeing the likes of the Giants and obviously Carlton we just spoke about starting to get a really good run on. Uh, I don't think they'll make it, but they can, if that makes sense. Well, Lynch is out for the year, so it's a huge yeah. out. And so to get there and probably not do a great deal anyway, they'd be making up the numbers, I think. Although at the start of the year, they probably had themselves... You know, well, they did, didn't they? Right but, up there. But they've had injuries, they've had form. Obviously, the coach leaves, all of those type of things. So, uh, yes, on paper, they can, but I don't think they will. Hawks, um, are they in front of North Melbourne in terms of yes, rebuild? a long well, way. I'll get to North Melbourne. Well, I did, I did the game last week for Fox. Um, half-time, Hawthorne were 3.13 on the scoreboard. So really, yeah. it should have been a 100-point belting. Yeah. A 100-point belting. So uh, North Melbourne had a really good second quarter, got back into the game. Uh, but in all honesty, Hawthorne should have absolutely smashed them. All right, let's take a look at the Blues and West Coast. A great game to rest a few, and Carlton are doing just that. Uh, Cripps is obviously not yeah. playing. I think Chera is having a rest as well. The one bloke I wanted to watch was Cripps. And He's not going like, to Come on. <laughs> come on, boss. Well, you Jeez. might get to interview him in the, you know, during the game or something. Uh, so Carlton easily, you'd say, this afternoon. This one, I can't believe it's 4.30 at the Gabba. Uh, it's a bit off Broadway, that time slot. Brisbane well, it's hard when you Geelong. do these, what, six weeks out, eight weeks out. When was this? This draw would have been... Yeah, brought in probably six to eight weeks ago. But still, like, are you you concerned about Geelong's form that time, that far back? No, no, no. Well, I was just saying, just when they do the draw, they would have done this six or eight weeks ago. Maybe they thought... But uh, what would have been uh, the concern? Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right, so anyway, Brisbane-Geelong, it's an, like... A, I just think Geelong win this game. Well, this is Look a, out competition. This is a... Uh, this is a, an arena that Geelong actually play very well at. And they've beaten Brisbane up there many times over the last few years. So it won't hold any fears for them whatsoever. But you're right. From last week when they jumped from 8th to 5th, I thought, oh, hang on. This has gone a lot quicker than I thought. Because I thought they might just sneak into the uh, – probably 7th or something. But even then, you've heard me say it. They'll run the table from 7th. I've yep. been happy in saying that. All of a sudden, they jumped in the 5th. Uh, they're not too far from being a top four team. I'm not saying they don't deserve to be fifth. They clearly do. But some clubs just find themselves in those positions. You know, like Geelong have had a couple of wins, all of a sudden, bang. Some clubs who don't have much success, they'll win a few games and they're like, oh, we're still outside the eight. We're still going to win this game. Where some clubs just, you know, win yeah. a couple and they've always had that success and they find but themselves in As we in said a bit positions. earlier, the teams falling around them were the big ones. Absolutely. Saints, doggies and Essendon. Belter tonight, Port Adelaide and the Pies. Um, which team's the... I guess, are you worried about last week with Port Adelaide? Not at all. Not one bit. They re- they they had a plan last week. 
They rested Dixon. So in, Dixon, Evans, uh, Horn Francis, McKenzie, Rioli. So they rested these guys. No doubt about it, knowing that, okay, if we drop one to Carlton, fair enough, we'll cop that. They've pretty much got second spot sewn up. That's all they need. They don't need to be first. They just need to be second. So is there anything riding on the result at all? Oh, I think it's going to be huge. Huge for, for Port Adelaide. If Collingwood get beaten, what does it mean? Nothing. Nothing. Yep. Nothing at all. But for Port Adelaide to be beaten <laughs> over there... Go- unless it's 10 goals. To be beaten over there at home against you know the two top teams in the competition, if Collingwood go over there and do a number on them, that's a big, big concern for Port. Yep. Big concern. If Collingwood get beaten, who cares? Yeah, it won't make a huge that's amount of difference. Uh, let's whip through the rest of the round. Fremantle and Sydney, that game is coming up tonight as well. Um which What's team's that, the biggest disappointment? Yeah, which team's uh, the biggest disappointment this year? Actually, people might say Sydney because they played in the grand final last year, but their injury list has been horrendous. Yep. Fremantle for me, I've said a few times this year, I had them as a sneaky top four this year. And okay. so I've, I've been really disappointed with what yep. they've produced. All right, let's look at Sunday, the Giants and the Gold Coast Suns. Is this the first time this game means anything? Well, it does for the Giants, who are behind probably Collingwood as the informed team in the competition. Won uh, five in a row, and their defence is easily the best defence in the comp. They have been that stingy over the last five weeks. It's not funny. Saw them over. Uh, what did the game over there in Adelaide last week, where they completely tore them apart after quarter time, and the Giants have been in really ripping nick. So, Giants by how much there for me? But a good win by the Suns last week against the Saints. Melbourne Adelaide. This is an interesting game. Massive I think game. Melbourne should probably nail Adelaide's season. Nail well, Adelaide's the, the one that's been. They went from eighth. All of a sudden, they, they know they were sixth, seventh, eighth, down to twelfth. Yep. That's just been a really bad trot, bad trot over the last few weeks. Obviously, Adelaide desperately need this to have any chance, any chance. And lastly, Saints surely not. They don't get beat by North Melbourne. Not from what I what I saw last week. No, no. but they have been disappointing. The they Saints. Have, yeah, uh, well, they're just getting tired now. That that happens. This is a team that we weren't expecting to play finals football. They had a great start to the year. Again, there have been a team that's had injuries. Um, you know, they probably got away with a few really good wins early because they had this small forward line, and now yeah. everyone's had a, a little bit of a look at them, worked them out a little bit, and their young kids are starting to get tired, which happens. So I still think it's been a really good season for Saints. There's some big games of footy this weekend, a lot shaping the eight. Uh, stay with us on the warm-up this morning, but the marketplace not too far away. Archie Thompson to join us next. All thanks to Furphy's Little Creatures Village, Geelong. <laughs> For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moons. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is The Warmer with Warlow and Moons. Yeah, still plenty of gum this morning on the warm-up. The marketplace not too far away, all thanks to Little Creatures Village, Geelong. Well, Moons, it was a good start Thursday night for the Matildas. I don't think they played particularly well, but that's all you need in the first game is to get the result. And one man who's right across it and has done it for our country and also a superstar for the Melbourne victory as well is Archie Thompson. Arch, welcome, mate. Good morning. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Really good. How did you go on Thursday night? It was three points in the bag. Um, mm. walk away with a penalty, but not that convincing from the uh, Matildas. Yeah, I would agree with that. I um, I thought they were a bit tentative when they started. Um, you know, tried to maybe force things that weren't really needed to. Uh, but I guess when you look at it, um, the way that Ireland set up, they, they really, really frustrated the Aussies. And to be fair, come towards the end of that 90 minutes, um, 
we were quite lucky to get the yeah. three points, to be honest, because there's some really great chances that the um, the Irish team produced, uh, and some really great saves by our keeper. But um, that needs to improve. And you, you know, you go into any tournament, especially when you're the host, uh, there's going to be that added nerves because there's that expectation that uh, you know we talk about um, outside saying, oh, okay, the girls have got to they're leading into this tournament, great form. Um, and then you start to feel the pressure of the players, you know. And then, um, you know, you start to try to do things that you normally wouldn't. Clearly, Sam Kerr, Archie, uh, not playing, you know, had a big result on, on the way that they played and the way that they probably prepared. Um, going into the next game or two without her, if she doesn't come back anytime soon, how do you think they, they go without her in the next probably, you know, let's say the next, at least the next game? Wow, well, it's tough. Like it is really tough. When um when I got the news because it was it only filtered in really late. Yeah, she yeah, wasn't real late. Be, uh, yeah, and you know they probably knew um that, that this would be the case because you, you don't you don't go and uh, say oh we're just uh, pulling her out because we want to make sure she's safe for the next game or they actually knew that there was something wrong because they said oh she's out for two games. Um, so like they're obviously putting her in cottonwood wool and they need to. Because when you look at it, someone that's an outlet and someone that scores goals and wins games, it's Sam Kerr. Mm. And uh, I know that Caitlin Ford had an amazing um, run with scoring, especially at international level uh, for Arsenal. Um, but just to put the onus on her, it would be would be um, a lot of pressure on her. And Sam Kerr, you can do that because she's almost like the um, female Timmy Cale. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, when you, when you need a goal or you need someone yeah. to step up, he is always. He was always there, and Sam Kerr is exactly the same when it comes to putting on the Aussie jersey or any jersey. That she scores goals, and and her speed and the way she, um, you know, makes her runs. Um, she's such an intelligent player, and when you're missing like a big piece of that that jigsaw puzzle, it's going to make it difficult. And I'd want to get her out there as quick as possible. I know that the game against Canada it will be uh, the one that. Uh, I reckon we'll sort the group out that we need to see um, what happens because uh, they're they're not too bad either. The crowds and the build-up, obviously Thursday Mm. night, pretty much a sellout or close to 80,000, I think 70-odd thousand in the end. Um, Brisbane were the same. Melbourne will be similar when they take on Canada, which is Monday week. Um, Mm. it's, It's amazing how far the women's game has come. We know, and probably from afar looking at, the, uh, the the football in Europe, particularly England, the crowds for the the cup games and stuff have been amazing. So it's it's great support. We've got a they've got a really good will about them. The Matildas, we we love to get behind them. We love to see them do well. Yeah, hundred percent. And look, you know, I had to push back my um, Calvin Klein billboard to be on King's <laughs> Way. Um, I, I oiled up. I worked ever so hard on it, but they pushed it back. The sacrifices the you make are yeah, yeah. yeah. the, uh, the sacrifices we make. Forget about the little guys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the little guy. What a little guy. But, uh, you know, obviously, it, it's all about the girls. And, um, you know, I did a function uh, with Lane Beachley um, and Georgie Parker, another hockey hockey roo, I think it is, or what they call it. Yep. But um, they just, what it means to women's um, sport and what it actually means to the women's athletes, like with women athletes or ex-athletes, that they actually start to see that, um, you know, all the hard work that a lot of these girls have had to do for this to happen, um, you know, even 10 years ago, where, like, they made a lot of sacrifices. Speaking of a bit of money going around at the moment, Arch, we'll, we'll take it overseas and uh, over to America at the moment. We're seeing Messi 
sign with a nice little contract there. We're seeing the Saudi Arabians come in and, and throw the money around. Any chance you pull the boots back on, mate? <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. If I get a little cut of some kind of percentage of uh, membership, um, it wouldn't be much here, I'll tell you that. But when you look at the way that they structure their contracts now, just so they can um, get some of these superstars, I look at... Uh, um, what is it? Messi's there's revenue, there's mm. shirt revenue, there's ticket revenue, there's some kind of like Apple um, money that he gets too. There's a I, chance I to own part owner franchise and he retires. Well, that was what and Bex- all that well, Beckham did that yeah. ten years yeah. ago. Yeah. Do you think Melbourne Victory yeah. was, you know? How you much do you own of Melbourne Victory? Was rolling out the red carpet, <laughs> I couldn't even get a ticket to go into the car park. <laughs> It's actually it's it's funny how it sort of it sort of works. Now I think, mate, I think I know you're not necessarily want to be doing the coaching path, you're doing the media part at the moment, but I reckon there's mm. a cheap dollar to mm. be made in Saudi Arabia, mate. If you can just get over there and say, Hey, do you know how many goals I scored for Australia against Samoa? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try. Actually, as soon as I'm off this, I'm going to I'm going to ring the people that I need to ring. Get on to Bravo Talent Management and uh, get them getting yeah. your name out. Come in the on, mix Chris. There, get them on, Chris G. Get Chris, out there. Come on, mate. Come on, Chris. <laughs> get the money going. Hey, mate, you're doing mm. a bit of stuff with Tab. Um, doing a yep. bit of coverage. Tell us a little bit about mm. that. Having a bit of fun. Um, doing a bit of on camera stuff. Yeah, mate. I love the Tab stuff. So I, I did some work with them last. Uh, year over the EPL season um, and they're, they're pretty laid back crew so they just fit into my um, <laughs> character perfectly yeah. um, and they like to have a lot of fun and um, so that's you know we'll be talking about the a couple of shows I think uh, during a World Cup um, there's some ex-Matildas just talking about the, the, the girls and other teams and um, yeah and obviously I'll be giving some tips so uh, stay away from them yeah <laughs> <laughs> Gamble responsibly. But if you want to make money, if you want to make money, yeah. I suggest you can. I, su- I suggest go with my my tips. But yeah. mate, it's all, all good. It's yeah. all good. It's loads of fun. It's going to be an amazing tournament. And uh, you mentioned about sort of the hard work that the girls have done from a from a Matilda's point of view, mm-hmm. but also women's sport. Like I know the AFL and even the NRL are really keen on this tournament going well because they think it'll catapult their own sports yeah. that you mm-hmm. know start in a month's time, which I think is a really good, really good thing. So looking forward to seeing how the that the Matildas go and fingers crossed Sam Kerr's not too far away. It's going to be a fantastic tournament and, uh, yeah, looking forward to the games coming out. Mate, you enjoy yourself. Don't get yourself too busy. Get on to Chrissy G and see if you can get out of Saudi Arabia and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you after the tournament's done. Oh, well, you won't be hearing from me ever again if I go down. <laughs> I'll tell you that. You're a star. Thanks, Arch. Arch. Thanks, mate, for joining us and uh, enjoy the rest of the tournament. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Socceroo star, Melbourne Victory legend Archie Thompson joining us on the show. He's a great man, old Arch, and he'll be looking forward to the Matildas getting a couple of extra results in the next week or so to get through, and hopefully Sam Kerr is going to be back in the side very soon. Stay with us. The Marketplace up not too far away, and our local footy wrap up next. All thanks to Little Creatures. Order up, grab a pizza or any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures Geelong for just $25. Visit littlecreatures.com.au. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moot. The Marketplace for Little Creatures. All creatures welcome. Yeah, time for the Marketplace on the warm-up this morning, all thanks to Little Creatures, where we're buying and selling something in the world of sport. Moons, kick us off this week. What are you selling, mate? Well, selling a young man who uh, made a bit of a mistake, and I can tell you right now, I made the same mistake as this, uh, as Maurice Morali, G- uh, Rioli Jr. Yep. Uh, just on the bench there, where he didn't take the phone call, and it didn't look great. 
Yeah. Didn't look great at all. He's been dropped for this week. He's just a young man. That's okay. I did it. I got my had a foot up my backside the way I spoke to uh, coaches or didn't speak to coaches and all those type of things as a young man. This is something he needs to learn from. Well, it's interesting because he didn't take the phone call. Mm-hmm. They came out and said that, you know, he's a young guy, you know, like he's frustrated and passionate and all that sort of stuff, and then they've dropped him. So they're obviously – it's twofold here. They're, well, two options. They're either not happy with his form or they're not happy with the way he responded. So it's one of the I think the it might have been a little bit of both. Yep. I think it might have been a little bit of, hey, look, we know you're upset. Uh, you've got every right to be upset, but don't. Don't disrespect. Just go back and have a run in the tears. Yep. I don't mind that. What about you, mate? I'm selling Max I, Gorn I'm big this on week. this. I'm, I can't wait for this. I'm selling Max Gorn this week. This is Bambi. Now We're everyone, talking about Bambi. Everyone has said that, uh, you know, Grundy's been hard done by and all this sort of stuff. And in some ways he has. But this is Max Gorn's fault. And I'll tell you oh why God. it's Max Gorn's fault three times, right? Max Gorn, firstly, wooed him to Melbourne. Tick. That happened. Secondly, Max Gorn said that he was going to play in the forward line this year and learn some craft. No good as a forward, didn't work, right? So what does Max Gorn have to do? I don't think Max wanted to play as a centre-half forward. Well, I'm just saying this is what's being relayed to to Brodie Grundy. Thirdly, Grundy gets dropped back to the twos to learn some forward craft. Max goes into the ruck, 92%, has the game of his life. He's actually... Well, I, over I don't Grundy know if the last times. one's Max's fault, just for being a good player. No. He comes out after the game and says, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm sticking fat with it. I'm going to ride this out. You know, we're all about the team. It's not about winning a seventh All-Australian. It's about winning a second premiership. He's played the game of his life, <laughs> and Grundy's playing against 15 blokes with St Kilda in a scratch match on a Sunday well, afternoon where the forwards coach has got his dog on the ground. Well, he couldn't have come out and played poorly and then made everything just a complete and utter mess. Well, if he had played poorly, they could have brought <laughs> Grundy back in. This is my point. So, Max, you've let Grundy down three times. You've wooed him. You promised to play forward, and you've had a great game. Well, the other thing is, though, Grundy was playing a fair bit of ruck time yep. when Max was playing forward. It wasn't 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 lighting it up. No, that's what I'm saying. So you know, so that's a little bit on that's a little bit on Grundy there. Well, like he had his chances in there. No, no I, I still think it's going to work. I think it's been a complete. You over, don't think over, it's going to work. You oh, I think it's going to. You think it's going to work? I think it's Grundy's going to play in the finals when, for Melbourne. When will Grundy play in the finals? I'm not for sure Melbourne. about this year. I'm saying in the future it'll. So work. it hasn't worked this year. So they're paying yet thousands no. of dollars for the second ruckman who's not going to play this year. Not at the moment. It okay. hasn't. So it's, it's not going to take time. All right. What are you buying this week? I am buying this week one of the great interviews. One of the great backhanded. Uh, slaps from Brett Ratton. To be honest, like, yeah, Nick's been to um, zero, really, at the footy club. The only time he came was for free physio. So, um, yeah, that's that's the only time he was at the club. So I don't know where he saw the standard. Now, we all have to give comments in the media. That's what we're paid to do. And, and every now and then you're going to give a comment and you've got to understand that you're going to cop a whack back. Now, Rui gave out a comment about uh, the culture and all of those type of things down at the St Kilda Football Club. And Ras just went, you know what, whack. Have so a bit of that. You've got to cop it. If you're going to give it, you've got to cop it. So is Rui a closet tight ass, or what was going on there? Like, what's, he's just gone down <laughs> for some free Well, physio. that's the thing, though. When you Because he, he does love his riding and all that stuff, Rui. So I think he's clearly just gone down there yeah, to get a little bit of help. Um, Look, he's in the States at the moment, and he does a bit of a weekly show mm. um, with, I think, Joe Montagna, yeah. or Joey Montagna on um, on a podcast. So it'll be interesting to see if he comes back again. I just, I'm assuming he will. So What about you, mate? What are you I'm buying? buying this week now. If you haven't seen the vision, we're going to put it on our TikTok and, and our Instagram. But And I'll just play the audio. The audio doesn't do it any justice. But there was a rugby... Sorry, a soccer game in New Zealand last weekend, and there was two streakers on the field. 
one of the streakers was in a wheelchair. So one guy in the nude going across <laughs> in a wheelchair. So jump onto our social media, TikTok and Instagram, and you'll see the guy. It's the best streak I've ever seen. Did he get away? Um, well, they only showed it to halfway. I don't know if... Uh, you remember when Sam Kerr came out and hip and shoulder that guy and put him for six uh, yes. in her game? But it was amazing. Go and check it out. In New Zealand, a soccer game, the streaker was actually in a wheelchair. It's yeah. something I haven't seen before. Love it. For whatever reason, I really enjoyed it. Hey, mate, you're at the... Uh, Carlton West I'm at Carlton Westcott. Don't laugh. No, I'm not laughing. Like, <laughs> at, I feel sorry for you, Ben. No, um, yes, I'm doing that game. Can't wait. This is going to be... Uh, what, what are Carlton on at the moment? Four wins or five wins? This in a will row? be five in a row. If five in a row. Top eight. Banging down the door. Carlton people lifting the lid. It'll be unbelievable. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a good weekend of footy. Some good games coming up tonight. Geelong taking on Brisbane. And we've got Collingwood put Adelaide too. Really top four games coming your way. This has been the warm-up. All thanks to Furfy, Little Creatures Geelong. Visit the website, check it out. Get there and head to the footy this weekend and watch it on the big screen, littlecreatures.com.au. Moons, have a good weekend. You too, buddy.